This is where we uncover the simple traditions that successful business owners are doing every day to build a successful home life while still taking the lead in their business. Let's get started. Welcome back, everybody, to the Successful Parents Podcast. I am your host, Wanda Howard, and I have been so excited. I love the world of business because I get to meet so many amazing entrepreneurs, and today is no exception. We have with us today Stephanie Hayes, and she helps legacy service-based businesses really unlock their legacy, understand where they want to go, and I will let her explain more of the details because I love it when people start lighting up about why they do what they do. So welcome, Stephanie. Thank you so much. I am so pleased to be here. Well, I want to first, we were talking a little bit before the show started, and I wanted to kind of get that back out because I thought that was such a unique niche that you are kind of focusing on because so many people aren't even focusing or aren't even aware of it. So please tell us who, or let's first say, why do you do what you do? Why do I do what I do? I do what I do because I honestly believe, especially since becoming a parent, that entrepreneurship is going to save us. Um, We have spent so many, so many years and decades inside the post-industrial version of work. And it, it's in my mind is the contribution um, that has caused us to be pretty unhappy. It's taken us away from our families. It's taken us um, away from what we're like truly motivated to be doing, our creativity, et cetera, et cetera. And it's not that there's no need for, you know, bigger businesses and corporations and that sort of thing. But the way in which we work has has really eroded the quality of our lives. So I think entrepreneurship is going to bring us a lot more happiness and I see it being enabled at such a a rapid pace these days. And I want to help people bring that to fruition and improve the quality of their lives through entrepreneurship. I love that. And it's so true. And as a business strategist, like being able to not just see uh, the individual and the value that they need to be able to put back into their own life, but to be able to see their vision. Um, One of the things you said on the forum when you were filling it out to come onto my podcast was you marry the strategies and the executives. And I love that because I feel like so many times we feel like our business has to be separate from our day-to-day life. Like it has to be a different entity of ourselves, And that just is really, really hard. (laughs) So it's just not true, is it? Right? Yeah, it, it doesn't work. So I wanted to ask you now, who is like your love of serving? Who are the people that you love to work with? Oh, I love, love. I love to work with women who are, you know, in my age group, 45 plus, who have, you know what? There are just no more cares to be had for all of the superficial garbage stuff that we spend so much of our youth being worried about. And these women are experienced. They are smart. They are thought leaders. They they are they're not goofy. You know, they they just want to do good work and they want to see some impact in the world. But they want to be recognized for how much, how many skills and how much experience. And a lot of them have been parents and now have kids that are getting older. And they're like, look, I've been, I've done it. Right. And we're still in a part of the of our lives where, you know, women's roles in, in domestic labor are still so unbalanced. And these women have been through it. They have done it. They have, you know, 
built their families and supported their families and grown their families. And now they're they're ready to, you know, really leverage all the ex- expertise and experience they've built probably at the same time while they've been working and being a provider in that sort of thing. So I just love these women, but they're also looking ahead. A lot of times we really glamorize the startup phase and the young influential entrepreneur. But man, these these women are just like getting things done. They're getting things done and they're looking forward and they're saying, what's this business going to do for me now? And what does what happens in 10 years? How do I retire? How do I retire and still let this business work for me? Or how do I retire and benefit financially from what I've built? So that's my demographic. Those are amazing women. I get to overlay it with, you know, all of the the beautiful topics about sort of emerging feminism and emerging, you know, divine feminine and all of the the wonderful things that are starting to be recognized about women in this world. Yeah, I love that. And that leads right into like the main thing right now that I'm so passionate about is how to get our money, our businesses and things working for us. And you touched on it a little bit there when you said like get businesses that are working for you. We're in a society where it's praised and so many people seek after like this hustle, hustle, gotta be busy and doing. And like you were saying, so many people glamorize over the startups, but really if you get so sucked in and caught up in that world, then you end up working more for your money and it doesn't actually get you the feelings, the abilities, the time, the family experiences that you're wanting. And so what would you say is your number one tip to help people stop working for the money and get the money working for them? Get alignment in your business model. I think a lot of people have started their businesses just looking at what others have done and they try to build a business based on, you know, examples that they see out in the world. And they end up, I mean, nine out of 10 business owners come to me and they're just like, eh, they don't have the energy, right? They they don't like their business because they have built it based on what they think, or they've been told they should do and following quote unquote best practices. But sometimes, you know, we end up designing these really wacky business models that would be completely out of the ordinary, but it works for them. So your business has to be a reflection of who you are as an individual. And that's where we always start. And we work out from there. We make decisions about the business based on what we've discovered about them. So until that's true, you will never have the satisfaction in your business that you really wanted. And it's not aligned with, I started out my my first business because I wanted to be able to pick my kids up from school. And it was so frustrating and sad to come home every day you know it's an hour commute into the city at least and then you're driving and blah 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 you come home at 6 30 7 o'clock at night and the kids are talking about this teacher and that friend and I have no frame of reference for who these kids are or their teachers or anything and that's what drove me most business owners are being driven to make change or to become business owners because of something in their life not because they have this goofy vision of like Lambos on a beach. Like none of that's true for for nine out of ten people. Yeah. And I love that um practicality, the way that you put that into perspective of what it means to be aligned. Because I feel like so many times we often build businesses that we think we're being aligned. We're doing all the things that we thought that we were supposed to be doing, or we're doing all the steps that um we thought 
would bring quote unquote success. But when we start going down that path, we start losing ourselves. So just Mm -hmm. that little tiny thing that you did of noticing picking up my kids from school is super important to me. I want to be able to do that and aligning it with that want that totally changes the ballgame when our business like molds to our life, not our life molds to our business. That's right. Yeah. Um, The work, go ahead. Oh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I just like to say the work that the very first work that I do with my clients is in discovering what that is. And you have to make decisions, all the rest of your decisions in your business based on what you, what your business needs to do for you. And when I ask them that question, it's really funny. Most of the time, the reaction I get is, hold on a second, don't you mean what does my business need to do for my customers? And I say, no, what does it need to do for you first? And that can be really different than what your customers actually want. And that's okay. Because if all you do is go and serve your customers exactly what they want, you you may end up hating your business and it doesn't work for you and and what have you. So that's a, that's a really crucial part is that I think a lot of people haven't done is really like understood what it is they want because they don't think they have the permission to ask that question. Yeah. Yeah. So true. I love that. So with business and being able to come aligned with that, I want to bring it now over into the parenting side of things. Mm. How have you found alignment with juggling family and business with you and your kids? Oh. <laughs> well, my kids are are like adult-sized children now. They are they're teenagers. In fact, my son is only 12, but he's six feet tall. And oh, no. so, you know, I actually find it's getting a lot easier now because they, you know, they naturally sort of you know, detach from you over the years and start to build their own frame of reference in their own lives. And, and so that has given me a lot more space and time, but I will say it was, it was not so easy when they were super young. And I started up my first business, my uh, consulting practice with another business partner when my, like a month before my first kid was born. And I would say that, um, that was not a situation that was aligned with what I wanted in my life. Um, I thought it would be, it would give me the space that I needed to be able to have the flexibility in my time and to be able to spend all my time with my kids. But what ended up happening is that it, it, the, the two cannibalized each other. And what I ended up with was no time with my kids and traveling all the time and being away from them. And, you know, I was working on a project when I gave birth to my son and was basically out again at six weeks traveling over into Alberta and uh, every week and it was it was too much and it really affected the you know the early attachment that's supposed to happen and supposed to evolve with my kids so I find that now um as I've become more aware and more stable in in my life as an entrepreneur um now is the time that I'm building attachment with my kids um, as they've been getting older, that couldn't happen when they were young. So uh, lots and lots of lessons for sure. Yeah. And that's so good that um, one, we have different phases in our life. It ebbs and flows what we're able to like really put a lot of time into. But I love that when you said now is the time that you're creating that connection with your kids the work that you did beforehand gave you the foundation to be where you are now and to be able to build that connection. And it doesn't mean like, I 
I feel like so many parents today, because they might have missed a milestone or they didn't do everything while the kid was young, they feel like their chance is over. I'm like, no, you still have kids. There's still plenty of time. And I love that you were able to do that. So I want to ask you, what are some of the tactical things that you're doing that helped you be able to create that connection with your kids now? Yeah, I think shaming parents, especially moms, is like a national pastime. And we still have this hangover that we should be ashamed of everything we do, no matter what we've done. <laughs> and it's it's absolutely true. Like the development of connection with your children is a is a is a continuum. And if you didn't like we're we're human beings, and this is what I've always said to my kids, you know, I I, I learned early on that the most important thing you can do if you have conflict is to repair quickly. And it's okay for me to say to them, I'm a human being. I'm, I think we grew up idolizing our parents in my generation and expecting them to be flawless. And when they, when we discovered later on in life that they weren't, it was, it was a, you know, it was a, a rupture. Like a flash. <laughs> right. And, and what I do with my kids now is I really make sure that they know that I'm having a bad day or I'm responsible for my behavior. And if, you know, if it wasn't as good as I wanted it to be, I call myself out on that. And I, and we have to model, right. We have to model to our kids. So right now in this phase of their development, I feel like what's become extremely important, particularly for my daughter, because she's almost 15 and everything for her is about independence and autonomy. Um, And, I had a conversation with her a couple months ago where she sat down with me and she said, you know, there's, there's stuff happening now that I kind of want to try. I want to go to a party. I want to go to a house party. And I'm like, Oh, I remember the house parties <laughs> and all the things that I did there. But when we try to keep these tight grips on our kids, that's when all the trouble starts. And so I've made the decision in that moment that I, and I told her, I said, my time for telling you what to do is over my time is now for keeping you safe. So you're going to make decisions and you're going to try things and you're going to do what you're going to do because I know I can't stop you. And I'm here as your safe landing landing pad, I guess. If I find that the decisions you're making are not keeping you safe, then I will be telling you what to do. But if you show me that you're making good choices and, and you can experiment and you're going to do it and, and, but always come back to me and you tell me and we can talk about it and I'll help you. But if you're making choices that are putting you in really compromising positions or put, making you unsafe, then I will step in. But if you want your independence and you want your autonomy, show me, show me that you can do it and we'll, we'll start from there. And it's worked out so nicely. I, I mean, the amount of transparency and honesty that I get from her is something I haven't seen with a lot of other people. And it's only because she knows I know, right? Yeah. And, <laughs> and, when- and Stephanie, what you tapped into right there, like it can be so hard to know how do you build connection with the independence phase? Like when kids are, mm-hmm. what they're wanting is to be away from you or away from home or out doing something or investing in their hobbies. Or it's like, how do you build that connection with the separation. And I think what you did there is golden of letting her know, like you support her in her code, in her independency. That's amazing. Yeah. And it's not even the separation that they want. It's the, it's the, it's the trust that 
they want you to trust them to make their own decisions. They want to, they want to feel around the edges of what it's like. To, she can't wait to be an adult. And I know exactly she's a, she's a little mini me. So I know exactly where she's coming from. I, I couldn't wait to have independence, to have responsibility, to have. And so she gets that and that's what she really wants. And like, she kicked her boyfriend out the other night because she wanted to spend time with me. I didn't even ask oh, her to. Awesome. So like, it's working, but I will say it's extremely fragile and every little thing matters right now but the most important thing with these guys right now is to have scheduled one-on-one -on -one time that's what creates the connection right now and we have um rituals and so for my daughter and i we get our nails done together and we will and it's a good three hours of sitting there together yeah. just developing our relationship um with my son he likes to go we go and see movies once a month and we'll go just him and i but that's what's more important now. And we've our, our parenting schedule is very mushy. Like my daughter can choose where she spends the night. And if she wants to come here for a few days when it's supposed to be on his schedule, uh, no problem. Right? She, it's very fluid. She comes and goes from our houses. And she's kind of at that point now where she wants to. And she will come to me if she's feeling, you know, upset or whatever about something in her life and she will go to her dad she's a great relationship with her dad my my ex-husband is amazing with the kids and my son tends to gravitate more towards him right so they're allowed to do that and we're never going to force them to have those kinds of um constraints put upon them but we do make sure that we get to spend time with them and that it's one-on-one -on -one because that's really what they want right now yeah that's so good. And I think it's it's hugely valuable, not just for your kids, but for your own freedom and sanity to realize like they are their own humans. And the way that you've balanced that and shown just in this short amount of time how you have aligned yourself with business and family. And ah, it's incredible. It lights me up when people are doing so many amazing things. Um, so now I have a question though. What is okay. going on inside your business, your life that you were most excited about? Oh my gosh, this is such an exciting time right now because I'm making this shift. And this year has been one like, you know, eat your own dog food, right? It's been a year of, of <laughs> massive definition and focus for me. Um, and being honest with myself about staying clear and focused on what I want as opposed to what's opportunistic. And I'm one of those people that can see opportunity in everything. So I'll follow every <laughs> little rabbit hole down. But it's almost like when you decide and you become intentional and you make decisions that are aligned with that vision for yourself, the universe conspires to give you everything that you need. And it's hard, like, it's just hard to believe that. But it's also... Um, it just happened. Like it happens yeah. over and over again. And I, I don't care what your, you know, what your position is on spirituality or what you believe in or what have you, your intention creates your results. And, it, you know, you still have to do the work and you still have to be, you know, decide what that intention is. But no matter what you do, if you know where you're going and you're really focused on it, you're going to you're going to influence your outcomes in ways that you don't even know. And this has been that journey for me this year. And everything all of a sudden came together sort of in the last couple of months. And I, you know, it opened my eyes to something that I was completely resisting that was so easy 
and aligned for me and it just blew up and it's been really, really fun. It's been eating my brain and it's made me learn a lot about myself. And so, yeah, I think the intense focus now and the, the, the permission to turn away things that are not aligned with that focus, I think like that's been really exciting. And now is this focus something under wraps or can we know a little bit behind the scenes? (laughs) Oh no, I'm an open book. Um, I am multifaceted. I own a software, uh, a software product company. I also do, um, I also do business consulting into larger corporations and I have my kind of my small business that is really focused on the more nimble and, um, smaller businesses. And, uh, I, I realized that my, like the work that I really love doing and that is really challenging for me is, um, is more appropriate for bigger businesses. And so making that decision and making that shift in a way, it was hard because I felt like I was giving up on all of these, these like wonderful solopreneurs and small business owners, but the work that I want to do both on the, the corporate consulting side, as well as in my own small business is really meant for people who have more substantial businesses or, you know, that are at least in that sort of early seven figures mark because the work is more appropriate for them. And that helps me like make a decision and move away. And an opportunity arose for me in in the corporate world that was just so aligned. I've always been, I've had this idea of trying to figure out a, a version of the work that I do that fits into corporate. And it just kind of landed in my lap. And I'd actually never done it before in that context. And it's been absolutely incredible. And, and I, you know, I presented it on Monday and it turned into like a multi-year engagement. So it's just like (laughs) when, when it's right, it's right. And and everything just lines up. So that's, you know, sounds a little bit glib and simplistic, but it's, it's absolutely true. And then on the, on the small business side, really moving towards serving this, this, you know, demographic of older women who just get ignored in our lives because we are all valued based on how we look and how youthful we are. But these women are like, hold on a second, listen to me. I've got something really amazing. So figuring out what a legacy means to them, I can either create an exit within my business where I sell my business, or I can create an exit in my business where I still retain ownership over my business. But I, you know, I have a different operating model where others can take that off of me. Both of those are viable options for pretty much any business owner, but they don't realize it. And I see all these women who are, who are like getting to this place where maybe they've run their business for 10 years and they're just like burned out and they shut it down. Mm-hmm. Like, don't shut it down. There's a huge asset there. So yeah. we shift our focus into building assets inside the business so that two to five years down the road, 10 years down the road, they've built a business that's worth something or that can continue to provide for them even if they're not in it. So this legacy model is so interesting to me and it's it's exactly kind of where I want to be. Ah, I really like that. And, and we had kind of talked about it before the podcast, but it's like, instead of buying and flipping homes, you're buying and flipping businesses and able to get a lot out of it yourself because those those provide pockets for other people to come in and run it but you get uh revenue from it correct is that am i understanding that 
Yeah, that's a sort of another like angle to this. I work with a VC right now who is, and we're developing a, like a community and a, and um, education for people who want to be what what he, he calls investopreneurs, where you know you can do this and you can buy and sell and renovate and flip smaller businesses. And so there's like this whole other, I told you I'm multifaceted, but they, there's a there's a thread that moves through all of them. On the business consulting side, my specialization is organizational design and business model design. That's what I do with the, the small businesses all the way through up to the corporations, but just a different lens on them. So all of this legacy business design, that's all business model design. It's all asset design. It's all focusing on what this thing's going to build out to in two to five years. Yeah. So all of this is related, but, you know, my dream is to just be buying, renovating and selling businesses. And oh, cool. that's the place, that's the place I want to ultimately get to um, full time. But this is like that step between where I'm getting the exposure with this VC to be able to work on deals and be part of a deal team, but also create the infrastructure for other people to learn how to do that. And then in my, you know, in my consulting business, I'm able to help people be the, one of those founders that does end up selling their business or at least making it something that's sellable. Yeah. Oh, I love, I love this idea. I, I love it when new ways of mm -hmm. business emerges because that's really where, like, that's what life is about is to create something new, to create something that's meant for us. So I really like that. Um, before we end today, I have one more question for you. Okay. I want to know what is it that you do to help your kids stay motivated? What would be the number one tip that you give to parents that have kids oh. alongside? I know. <laughs> we <laughs> just, I mean, my kids are teenagers, so this is hard, but, um, <laughs> right now they're, they're very motivated by being social, but, um, I think the the most important thing that you can do is really know your know your kids. Uh, and just like with business owners and people that you work with, you need to understand their motivation profile. And so my my son is very different than my my daughter. And with my son, he's like a rebel archetype, and so he needs to you need to make it his idea. <sighs> and once once it's his idea, like he knew how to use a potty for about a year before he would like consistently do it himself but he would just resist because it wasn't his idea <laughs> so with my son we have to like constantly find a way that this is his idea and then he'll commit to it with my daughter she's um she's pretty internally motivated and I think if it means that she can have independence and I don't mean independence like oh I get to go out and party and stuff like that it means responsibility for her so she's on her like third kind of real job so if if you can give her lots of responsibility and she feels grown up she's an old soul and she's always been one of those kids who can talk better to adults than to other kids and she doesn't she doesn't understand all the social weirdness that these girls her age, you know, she's just, she's, she's over it, right? She wants to go off to college, but she, you know, if you can make things feel like she's becoming more of an adult, then she yeah. will, she will be motivated. So 
it's really just about understand, and this isn't any different than how we deal with adults in our, or we should be dealing with adults in our mm-hmm. lives is understanding their motivation profiles and, and what, where they get accountability from. And like my son and I are both rebel archetypes. Neither one of us is internally or externally motivated. We have to figure out how to make it our own idea. <laughs> my daughter's a little bit more of like an my daughter's a little more of like a an upholder where she she has both internal and external accountability and motivation. So yeah, it's just about knowing knowing them as human beings and that's what they want to be known as. They don't want to be known as your kid. They want to be known as an a, like an autonomous individual with their own their own attributes and their own personalities. Yes. Ah, uh, so good. And I really, really love it when we can take principles from our business world and apply them into our family because when you know how to do that, it 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 melts together so beautifully. Melts probably not the right verbiage, but melts what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you, Stephanie, so much for coming, being here with us and having amazing insights to how to align with your business and your family. And thank you everybody for listening and we will see you all next time. Bye. I'm so glad that you were able to be here and discover more with us of what it means to be a successful parent. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us a rate interview so that we can reach more amazing parents who are looking for ways to truly succeed with their kids too. Find me on Instagram or Facebook at WandaHoward.Live. If you're like, holy cow, this was amazing, but I have so many more questions, then send me a DM with your biggest takeaways and all of your questions. I'll be sure to take care of you. Have an amazing day and I will see you in our next episode.